Bonjour everyone and welcome back to Castelleline, the French football podcast with the accent. I'm your host, Jeremy Magan, and with me, Baptiste from Le Classic. How are you, Baptiste? I'm great, Jeremy. Thank you for having me again, as ever. I, I, love, I love the shirt. If you're, if you're watching this on, uh, on YouTube, uh, Baptiste represent, representing France today and, and for me, the French shirt is, uh, is on top there. Uh, Castelleline, the, the, not the last episode, but the last episode of the season in Liga. Um, where we're going to talk, of course, about Match de Terrier and about the crazy weekend uh, that just went by and, uh, and all the signings and all the, uh, all the drama in the capital and uh, in other clubs as well. Um, we, we are going to discuss, of course, in, in part one, if you're on the podcast, um, Mbappé, the new, the new signing, uh, the, the new contract, what it means for him, for Paris Saint-Germain, uh, and maybe already the few things that are happening uh, for Paris to try and make this signing are really worth it, I guess, um, taking taking the momentum. Uh, and then in part two, we are going to go through the, the rest of the games of the week, maybe rather more what the impact of the rest of the games of the weekend uh, are. Of course, it was a crazy um, multiplex, as we call it in France, all the games playing at once with uh, uh, the 75th minute, the table was different than it was at the 90th minute. A lot of clubs happy, a lot of clubs unhappy. Uh, so we'll talk about the European race, but we'll also talk about the, the relegation and, and what it means next um, for Saint-Etienne to, to name them and if they can still um, save themselves. So a, a very, very packed podcast, a lot to discuss, uh, a lot to talk about. Of course, um, Mbappé and Paris is going to take a little bit of it. We're going to start um, straight away. Baptiste, <laughs> PSG is champion. Your thread is actually great uh, on on Twitter. If anybody follows uh, Baptiste um, on the classic pod, go and have a look uh, at the thread that he just did about Paris Saint Germain um, on Monday. I would say uh, it, it was uh, it was very informative and it was very objective and, and very true. Um, Mbappé has signed a new contract until 2025. It was, of course, the talk of the town, the talk of the town for for a year for a season intensified in the past couple of weeks, finished, um, I guess, on Saturday morning. The, all the news outlets had been made aware that he was going to stay. He made the um, official announcement before the game um, on, on Saturday night, and then he, uh, uh, he did a little cherry on the top, scored a hat-trick uh, against Mess to uh, to celebrate. Um, first off, your feeling about, about, uh, about Mbappé staying at Paris Saint-Germain and, and not going to Real Madrid? I feel with, with this whole situation, you, there's no nuance, right? It's either he's made the right decision, maybe for the wrong reasons, or he's made the totally wrong decision. And it's, I think that's the whole difficulty of it all. Um, I think objectively, you you do get a sense that, you know, Mbappé, he's from Paris, playing for PSG does mean something to him. Um, and I think he's always said that. And I think even last year when he, you know, when he wanted to leave and he was public public about it he said he wanted to leave a year before the end of this contract so Paris could get something in return right well that doesn't necessarily mean he's a benevolent <laughs> man who doesn't look after his own career but um, I, I think there is a genuine affection there um, to start which was always a good basis for for PSG um, I think the terms of this contract, which will be the subject of intense speculation, I assume, and nonsense in the media, are also absolutely amazing for him. I mean, a three-year contract till 2025, that means that by the end of next season, 
if they haven't perked up, he's already putting pressure on them. And and for me, he's acting very much like, you know, to use I used a Michael Jordan comparison last time we spoke about Mbappe, so I'm going to use another NBA one, but he, it feels very much like he's acted like LeBron James in 2020, 2010, right, when he left Cleveland. He just, he was superb on the court, and he just said, I'll make my decision at the end of the year, and then he moved to Miami and gave put him under intense pressure straight away uh, by signing sort of two to three year contracts um, and pushing the general managers to do their best effectively to put a team around them. I think that's what Mbappe's done uh, effectively. And that means that if he wants to leave even before 2025, he can put pressure. And if he wants to leave in 2025, we'll have the same saga and he'll make even more money as a free agent. And he might, the football landscape might have changed. You might have different clubs going after him. So I think he's obviously the big, it's an obvious thing to say, but he's the big winner. And he's made a choice that is, in my mind, quite sensible, in all honesty. Uh, and that's not even looking at the fact he's obviously the undisputed leader of the, of the squad now. Um, but it, but I even in just in footballing terms, I mean, PSG have been very close in the Champions League. I know I know this season wasn't great, but you know he, they've done semi-finals, finals. They're very, they're very close, and um, and he does want. I think there's something very attractive, even for his brand and for his ambition, to be the one that who brings the Champions League to to Paris. So it's a local boy done good, and I don't know why be, because of the whole. Well, I know why. It's because of the whole element of. You know, PSG are this sports washing enterprise from Qatar that people say he stayed for the money. Of course, he stayed partly for the money, but I think he's also stayed because he wants to have a long-lasting impact at a club that does mean something for him. And he's he had all, the whole leverage, and he he played his cards right. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> the rumor Mills was crazy, of course. Uh, yeah. Up to the up to the contract, he was going to be the captain, the most paid player. He was going to decide who's the coach, who's the um, sporting director. Uh, he he was going to get rid of Neymar and Messi and do everything on his own. Um, a bit of it actually has been addressed since. Um, yeah. I mean, first, yes, the sporting director is gone, Leonardo's gone, <laughs> and, and potentially will be on the way. We'll talk about this. Um, but also in the press conference that he held earlier today with uh, Nasser Al Kaifi, he's saying that. Um, he's not the captain. The captain is Marquinhos, mm. and Marquinhos is a great captain, and he's happy that way. They didn't talk about money because El Halifi is saying that he has never talked about money, so he's not going to um, start now. Uh, and uh, and he is saying that he, he doesn't want to have a word on the transfer. He doesn't want to decide who's the coach. All he wants to do is play football and does what he does, and he wants to just be a football player. So he's got the communication um, yeah. down pat. Of course, a lot of the noise came because... His decision was made with was met sorry with anger, disappointment, frustration, um, whatever you want from Real Madrid fans, from uh, La Liga fans, maybe not Barcelona, but maybe the other ones, <laughs> um, just because everybody thought it was going there, and so to, to, to that effect, I had put uh, um, earlier a. Um, a little uh, poll on on Twitter uh, asking, you know, basically, is it the right choice or not? Uh, and so it's it's marginal, but yes, uh, yes, wins it. You've you've kind of said it. You know, he, he's a guy, he's got a chance to really build his brand uh, in Paris and to be the 
the leader. My, my point is, and, and I'm in the no camp, um, he's, that's great what he's doing at Paris Saint-Germain. I'm not going to say he's done it all because he hasn't won the Champions League, uh, but he was at a crossroads and he had a choice to make. He could either carry the burden of making Paris Saint-Germain a bigger club than they are, or he could mm. have gone to Real Madrid and signed for a club that no matter how big, no matter how strong, no matter how good he's going to be, he's still just going to be a player in a club that's bigger than him. We've seen it with Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, mm. the, the player never is bigger than Real Madrid. At Paris Saint-Germain, it feels like Mbappé is bigger than Paris. I mean, Leonardo is fired an hour and a half after after Mbappé announced that he's that he's staying, um, and, and I don't know I don't know how far you can um, I don't know how far you can progress if that's what you're doing because if you're if you're in an institution that has been failing is a harsh word but that hasn't been performing to the highest of expectations in the past ten years and that is constantly repeating the mistakes again and again and again and not putting the people in charge that I will make the decisions to make your club bigger. I don't know where you progress because your only progression will be what you know of something else, of what you heard of something else, but you're going to have to make it up. Whether if you go to Real Madrid and, and Benzema is obviously the um, A, the perfect example, and B, mm. uh, the, the guy who, who preaches this the most, you're going into a club that is made for success already, that is made with, with the history, the fans, the uh, all, all the titles, Everybody down the line. I mean, you know, you got Jorge Valdano on top of you. Uh, yeah. Is are, are all better and bigger than not than what you'll ever be, but at least they've shown with experience and with 20, 30, 40, 50 years of experience that that's how you build a big club. So that's why, in my opinion, if he had gone to Real Madrid, he would have become to to um, to quote a player that we both like. Um, a, 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 the best player but a different beast uh, mm. and and I think that would have been something that he would probably have he would probably have convinced the rest of the world more that he's the best player in the world if he goes to Real Madrid and he's able to still be the best player of the team in a team like mm. Real Madrid win trophies or whatever to win, win trophies Liga La Liga same, same. There's maybe two clubs that are good and the rest are going to have to struggle because they don't have the financial power. But but to be able to impose himself into a new club that is bigger than him rather mm. than staying in his comfort and saying that I'm staying here, but you need to give me a good coach, um, great players, even if he says he doesn't say that, we know that that's probably what the conversion has been. Mm. Um, I, I, that's why I was thinking, you know, and that's why I said it several times on, on the pod, I thought that he was going to Real Madrid because I thought for his legacy, for for his story. Well, sure, the Boyhood Club is a good story, but for his own um, storytelling, I thought that was a better move for him to go to um, to go to Real Madrid. It's an interesting one because like, you know, do you want to be a trailblazer or not? I mean, he would be a true trailblazer if he brings Champions League glory to PSG. They've never won it. They're a club that's been in the ascendancy for a number of years backed with unimaginable wealth obviously but so has Real Madrid over the last 40 or 50 years I mean they've had they've had their favors and they've distorted the transfer market in their days so you know what's what's the bigger challenge is it going to an institution where 
for a player like Mbappe, if he turns up at Real Madrid, he knows he's the best player already there. With all due respect to Benzema, he probably looks at it that way, you know? Or is it... And, and so does he go with the comfort of the institution and the team finding the way through? Or is the bigger challenge staying at home, bringing a trophy that's never been won to his home club and pretty much doing it on his own? I think that's maybe the way he's looking at it. So I, I think there's something romantic that we still have about there are still these glorious clubs that are above and beyond any other club. If you put, put, put on the Real Madrid shirt, you know, you, you're in the greatest category of football, of club football. That's, but that's just romantic, right? I mean, you know, it was, look at Barcelona. Ten years ago, Barcelona was seen as, if you put, and truly so, and rightly so, if you put on the Barcelona shirt in 2010 and you brought to the club, you're, the, you're probably one of the greatest, greatest players to play the game at the moment. Who wants to go to Barcelona now, apart from this romantic idea that you might be able to turn it around, right? So, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Only, only he knows. I, I just know that in three years' time, he might very well end up at Real Madrid. And whatever they want to say, they'll swallow their pride if he's available oh, in three yeah. years' time. And, they're, and you, they'll sign him and they'll offer him, offer him even more money if, he, if his career continues in the same way. And I don't see any reason why, why he wouldn't. You know, and even if you look at Real Madrid themselves, over the 180 minutes that they had this season against PSG, he was by far the best player on the pitch. And that sounds criminal because Benzema rightly got all the plaudits and had 10 minutes of you know, glorious football and demonstrated incredible leadership throughout the two games. Like That's never in doubt. Um, but over the 180 minutes, I mean, there was one... Every time Mbappe touched the ball on that pitch... Real Madrid defenders were crapping their pants and everybody thought something was going to happen. So he nearly single-handedly took, took them through that already. So it's um, I, I, I just think he set himself up to go there in three years' time if he wants to. And he might also see at the moment as, well, is the, is the Real Madrid project right now that much better than the PSG project? Because, you know, Modric is getting on Benzema is getting on. They're both defying father time, but they are getting on. I'm not sure who their successors are at that club. Um, you know, a lot of those, Tony Cruz is aging. A lot of these players are getting towards the end of their career. So why doesn't he wait a couple of years to go there when he'll have a better picture of what, what the project for that club is? It's Aging players isn't at Real Madrid isn't that different from aging players at PSG, the way he looks at it, probably. So it's it's a difficult one I think it's it's you, we can't I think what's been forgotten is we can't really judge him because he makes his own mind and he has the right to make his own mind and I don't necessarily think it's about the money because I'm pretty sure he would have had some considerable tax breaks <laughs> in Spain and would be paid a bucket load of money and would make much more from his image rights and and I think he's also the kind of guy who knows that he's making a lot of money even from his brand outside of football. So for people who just take the short... I, I feel people take a shortcut when they say he stayed at PSG for the money 
No, he hasn't. I don't think it might be as romantic as some would like it to be. And, and I'm not kidding myself that he's only stayed there because he's he loves Paris and he's got that ambition. But it was, I think it was a genuine uh, attraction to him. And ultimately now people are spitting on him for staying at a club, at a hometown club, when people would love players to stay at their hometown club. So <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's all a bit confusing and there's no... There's not a lot of nuance when ultimately he's a man, man who makes his own mind and has the leverage to do so, and he's just done so. I think to the to your point there, this is this is what it is, right? There's no right or wrong decision. Um, you, you know, thinking about the money, um, El Khalifi on that conference earlier today said that if he had gone to Real Madrid, he had made more money than if he had stayed in Paris Saint Germain, which is you know I'm I'm sure regardless it would have been. A lot of money, or a lot of money, uh, and as and yeah. as we discussed a little bit offline before, um, Mbappe is set for life. You know, uh, barring injury, even if he gets injured now, um, he's always going to make money for the rest of his career. This is what football has become. This is the player that he is. He is definitely um, you know one of the best players in the game, if not the best right now. So 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 he's up there. Back back to that comfort challenge kind of situation. You, you, you said it, Real Madrid is maybe the comfortable place where they win titles, but also in the meantime, as you're saying, it's a team who's aging right now. So it's it would have had that, that double challenge, which is probably the hardest one to actually um, to try and take, of they're winning with old player right now. They're winning, although everybody thought they were going to lose. There's a chance if they win against Liverpool this weekend that they get La Liga and the Champions League without Kylian Mbappé in their squad. Mm. He would have joined the team that has already won everything with aging players, and he would have been expected to do the same or better to get the uh, the Copa and the Super Cup and, and whatever it is in the middle with maybe players that are a little bit less good. Or he can stay home and try to do it with the sure trailblazer but if he wins the Champions League next year and then it leaves, I don't know when is the next time Paris Saint-Germain wins the Champions League. So he's not... I feel like in Paris, he's, it's mm. going to take a, a lot of time and an actual commitment from him of three, four, five, six years if he really wants to see this project becoming one of the biggest clubs in Europe and not a fees that would have lasted the time that Mbappé stayed. So I think both mm. sides... The, the challenge is there. I agree that maybe the, the the project, the sporting project, is in a better shape now in Paris because the talent is younger. Period. Because he stayed. <laughs> and, 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 and of course, because he stayed. Hundred yes. uh, um, percent. But but I, I think yeah, I think there was a, the the way I saw it basically is all his narrative from the beginning, the legacy, mm. the best player in the world. Da 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 da. Um, he could have gone to Real Madrid and expanded this and added more trophy to his cabinet. Uh, and mm. and unfortunately for him, having a better shot at getting a Ballon d'Or because you're wearing the white shirt and not uh, the, the PSG shirt. Um, and, and instead, he's trying to maybe go the hard way about his own legacy because his own mm. legacy is going to first build in France. And even if next year he wins the Champions League and, and Ligue 1 and the Coupe de France or whatever, people are going to say that he's done it in the easy league because that's the narrative right now. Uh, whether if he had done that at Real Madrid, he would have gotten to stardom faster. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I think those two clubs, it's it, they're slightly different challenges, but in the same at the same time, it all boils down to the same. They don't care about their league; they just care about the Champions League. So, the, in that sense, your target remains the same, and nobody's going to. I mean, I hate comparing leagues anyway, but if you're really telling me when you're looking at and I know, I know Villarreal were, were amazing, so there are obviously some very, very good teams in Spain. But there, that league isn't isn't particularly exciting or, or bursting full of talent apart from your team. I mean, the, I, it's this is a weak Barcelona. This is an Atletico Madrid that is running out of rhythm slightly. Sevilla haven't looked great. You know, Villarreal were the exception, and frankly. Real Madrid being in the in the final is a bit of an aberration when you look <laughs> when you look at some of their Wait games, a minute. right? So it's not. I don't think he's looked at it. Well, again, I don't know what he thinks, but I wouldn't be surprised if he looked at it and said the challenge isn't about going there, winning La Liga. Who cares about that? Um, the challenge is about winning the Champions Champions League, and all he's doing is giving himself a bit more time to be to do that at PSG, a club that has incredible resources and so therefore can maybe turn things around very, very quickly and should be able to normally if they were smart about it. Um, and and he's the figurehead and there's something, like we said, there's an attractive challenge there um, after which he can walk into the sunset and go anywhere else and actually turn up at, you know, if and turn up at a club like Real Madrid or any other club and say, potentially, I've won the Champions League with my club. I'm already a living legend in my country. He is getting close to that anyway because mm-hmm. he's maybe the greatest player that we've had since Zidane, frankly speaking. Um, and and he's won the World Cup at 18. Play, you know, I mean, so this guy, he's defying all odds breaking down breaking all records so for him to turn down Ramadan twice because I think he already turned them down when he went to PSG the first time mm-hmm. is isn't a surprise and I, I appreciate the fact that this is someone backing himself in a way and saying nothing nothing scares me. I'm the master of my own communications. I'm the master of my own story. Uh, and ultimately I'll do it on the pitch and to be fair he's done it on the pitch ever since he's started professional football so why should we doubt him oh and sorry one final piece there's no doubt i i think there is no doubt that he would succeed anywhere he wants to go i can't mm-hmm. i can't see i've never i've really been so sure about a player he he could walk into any side and play it doesn't matter what style that side plays he could walk into that side into any league and be the best player there so everything's easy for him <laughs> I, I agree and I think he's also um, maybe to compare him to other players in recent days or years so I should say the only comparison that I think matter would be Messi or Ronaldo because it's the talent backed up by the work and the humidity mm-hmm. however you turn it Mbappé he's humble about how he wants to go about things he's doing it right whatever that means uh, and, and like you said his communication is also Straightforward, like that that, conf- that press conference um, earlier, the, the journalists basically were, you know, out for the the juicy information and trying to trying to get, you know, what did you get to be able to stay, to stay in Paris and why did you stay in Paris instead of going to Madrid? And all his answers were were clear cut. 
um, mm-hmm. and, and were smart and, and were very in favor of Paris and himself and, and not um, not in any way, shape or form wrong, basically. Um, so, so look, it, at the end of the day, it's awesome that Mbappé is staying in Liga. There's going to be more eyes in Liga. Uh, hopefully, it's going to motivate the other teams to actually try and level up because they're going to need to be a, a little bit of level up. We're going to talk right now about the rest of what Paris Saint-Germain can do now that Mbappé is here. Great, you've signed your star player to 2025. Seven minutes later, you fired your sporting director, who supposedly was the guy who, in the first place, um, put you on the way of uh, of, of stardom and, and of being a big club because he had all this um, network. Leonardo knew everyone, was able to convince anyone, um, you know, got... Thiago Silva and Ibrahimovic back in the days, uh, and it kept bringing um, very important players. wasn't the main guy as far as the Mbappe deal, uh, but, but you know would, would have still been happy with the, the deal, of course. Luis Campos is talked about. Um, I've, I've read that Ruben Amorim might be the coach, who's, who's the coach at um, Sporting right now and who has done basically nothing else than coaching. Uh, Portuguese teams and, and playing for Portuguese teams and also for the Portugal national team, which would be um, a, a strange one. What does it take for Paris Saint-Germain to actually make the best of signing Mbappé? And I think I think we agree on what it takes, but what do you think it takes? It takes competent football people to turn up <laughs> and to be aligned on what they want to do going forward and to implicate their players within that project. So the first thing you know, Leonardo hasn't been sacked because Mbappe wants to get rid of him. Partly because of that, probably, but also because he's been a shocking director of football for about five years. And when people talk about the positive impact he had, that was signing Thiago Silva, Zlatan, Verratti, and Marquinhos in 2012, right? Whenever that was. Since then, I'm, I'm struggling to find a good signing, a, a, a good non-obvious signing that he, he made. Right. Um, on top of that, as a director of football, he completely gutted the youth team. Never gave people, you know, never was desirous of getting giving those people a chance, um, and was a man of network of trying to keep power within the club. By the sound of it, so it's a good first step. I think the second step is taking all the football decisions out of Nasser Al-Laifi's hands. That would also be a good second step because he's a starry-eyed amateur who just focuses on, you know, who's the biggest name, what's the biggest brand, and should. And it's not, it's not, is not somebody who's been involved in football necessarily. So is maybe mis- making mistakes that you or I would make if we were in, this, in a similar position, but he's not, he cannot be the one making the, the decisions at the club. Otherwise there's no point in having director of football. So I, I think that's, that's the first step. Even looking off the pitch is giving, giving a sort of an identity to the club. Again, that club is right in the middle of, you know, is in Paris, the Parisian suburbs. We've talked about it before have one of the biggest concentration of talents in the world. Um, and so you've got to build that identity. You've got to give a sense of that club representing something rather than oil money and success. And you've, you've got to make sure that the football people in your club believe in the same things and are given time. And I think that latter 
point is always going to be the problem, especially with Mbappe putting pressure. So before we even start looking at the team on the pitch, I think they need to know what they stand for. And getting rid of Leonardo is a good first step because I don't think he stood for anything. And we'll see we'll see whether Luis Campos is brought into the club and whether the manager who who joins him, because it sounds like Pochettino is a dead man walking, it whether that new manager is also somebody who will want to work with Luis Campos and will be given time and will be given backing in a dressing room when there's an in, inevitable showdown with one player at some at some moment, because that was the problem as well as Leonardo and Al-Khalifi siding with the star players rather yeah. than with managers. I think, and I think what you said about Mbappe signing only a two, three year contracts fits into that. Like mm. he's putting pressure on Paris to make the right decisions now. Otherwise, he's just going to walk, giving them a bit of money, but it's still going to walk. Yeah. I think if you get Louis Campos, you buy yourself that because Louis Campos is the guy that is going to only stay if the club is run the right way. He's not going to like side for BS, or at least in the in the in the past, it's shown. Mm that at the, any sign of things aren't run the right way or something seems wrong or something seems off, he just walks away. Uh, he just wants to bring good players to a, to a squad. Mm. Recently, we've seen young players that he's selling more expensive, of course, at Lille, but then in Monaco, young players that came up to win titles. Um, so if you get a guy like Luis Campos, I think you're getting him, telling him this is yours now. And do you and da, da 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 da. The thing is, I don't know if he wants that because he's definitely a, a glorified recruiter more than, a, than more than a sporting director. I don't mean that yeah. in a bad way. Glorified recruiter, I mean, it's just a very, very, very good recruiter. Um, so, so you, you need to have a coach that will be backed up, like you said, by, by the sporting director and by a high fee to let him do whatever he wants to do. And if that means that Messi and Neymar start six months on the bench, then it is what it is. You know, there was a lot of chat about. Zidane, and then Zidane said no eventually, but this is what you want, Zidane, Ancelotti um, to be honest, I don't see many more, maybe don't say Conte don't say Conte yeah, no, definitely not, you know what I mean he's not He's not in there um, he might be, he might, he has 75% of the brief, right, he has the uh, maybe the the hand on the on the team and and the um, experience to be able to back himself up, but you want a football playing team, not a, not a bus park um, 24-7 in Paris, you can't have that. Um, so, so it's only a few coaches that we know of will have the ability to manage down and up because Zidane comes in yeah. and El Khalafi can't talk because he's got the Emir in his pocket. Um, Antelucci comes in um, and he's able to explain every step of the way what needs to be done. I mean, that's why Ancelotti didn't stay in Paris to start with because they, when he first arrived, there was nothing. And he, he as much as everybody else, build this club up with um, the training grounds and, and with all the professional infrastructure around the club. Uh, but any coach who is serious about his job and who's coming in is going to want to put on, uh, you know, I'm exaggerating, but curfews and diets and, mm. um, you know, check in and check out, check in at certain times of the day and night to make sure that you are professional in everything that you're doing and some players might might not like that too much in, in Paris at least from from what we hear um, <laughs> so so but you need to be able to do this you need to be able to have yeah El Haifi the Emir and and whoever the sporting director to say yes that's the right thing to do 
he doesn't play, he doesn't play, which hasn't happened in the past. And despite all this conversation that supposedly Mbappé and El Khaifi have discussed about what they want, da, 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 if in one month El Khaifi decides to put a coach in that he has trust and to tell him Messi and Neymar need to play because we're three months away from the World Cup and I want them both to be ready from the World Cup because it's our World Cup and I want one of the World Cup winners to be in my team so we need to give those guys play time so they can be ready for that big tournament. It, Mbappé doesn't have the out yet. He has the out later. And, and I don't know that we are going to see that strong change just because Mbappé has signed a contract right now. Yeah, I think the problem for PSG is that they need something transformational right now. It, I, I think it it sounds crazy to say it when they've just won the title by 15 points and they've been a regular in the, in the late knockout stages of the Champions League for the last five years, right? Maybe we need to take a step back and appreciate that this year success is cyclical and this year didn't happen for for a variety of reasons. Maybe that's the way some people want to look at it. I think for people at the very top, they will want to look at something transformational. But if you're going in that direction, you need to have a lot of humility because that means you start a new cycle and some things need to change. If you need to transform, that means some things aren't working and some things need to change. And like you've said, there's been a lot of noise coming out of PSG for a number of years of an overly powerful dressing room and of a certain number of players who don't have the right work ethic or professionalism and i think we know which ones which ones people are thinking of they are you know am i am i going to have initials one is mv and the other one is just n <laughs> record man of title one uh, in liga history yeah but you know verratti and neymar for all their brilliance are always injured and you've got to question yourself and they're now 29 and 30 and they haven't changed their ways um and you, the question that they need to ask themselves now and for a lot of players is, have these players got the right attitude and the right work ethic and the right value for what value and values for what we want to bring to this club to go to this next hurdle? Appreciating that purging this, the, the side of that, of the, of the rotten elements, if I can put it that way, also means that you potentially being, leaving yourself open to the first year of that project not being as successful as you want it because it doesn't happen overnight. So it's a, it's a super interesting crossroads that they're at. And like we said, they're under pressure from Mbappe. But but again, I mean, Mbappe, he'll be 26 when his contract ends. He could very well sign a new one-year contract or a two-year contract if he feels the club is in a good direction. So the, the ball... You know, the ball is always going to be in his court. He's he's never going to lose out. He's going to lose out, obviously, if change isn't happening. And I think we both agree change needs to happen. But he will still be the best player on the park, playing big competitions and, and shining. So, you know, that's that's the first step for that club. And that needs to happen at a high level. It's not, it hasn't even, we haven't even talked about the personal changes they need to make on the pitch, of which there are many. But um, but it needs to happen at a high level and it needs to be driven down into the club. And that's been the criticism about Al-Halaifi and his way of management for, what, nearly a decade now. Indeed. To, to finish on, on Paris Saint-Germain, we had a couple of questions uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, one of them was from um, Titor van, van Gorten. We've 
kind of answered it, but but maybe there's something to it. Does the contract extension of Mbappe means he'll remain at PSG for the foreseeable future? I mean, he's contracted for three years, but I guess the question is, is he going to leave next season or the season after if the project hasn't worked? Or are we seeing a touchy style of commitment to a club, even though it's contract by, by contract? What's your what's your thought? I, I, like we've said, he's he's in an ideal position because if if he's unhappy, he can start making noise whilst knowing very well that no one wants to be the man known for selling Kylian Mbappe. Um, it's like, especially yeah, in, especially in this day and age where there's just so much noise around football that compared to what it would have been like when Juventus sold Zidane, for example. Right, um, so I think he's. I think he will stay for the foreseeable future. I think it's just they need to get their act in order very rapidly um, to to get him to buy into a successful project. But could he be? Could it be PSG's Totti? Yeah, why not? I mean, I guess you, you you'd hope so, right? It'd be great for again. It'd be great, of course, great for Paris Saint yeah. Um And I think he'd buy. Yeah, he definitely gives Mbappé maybe that legacy that is uh, that is craving and that he's always um, mm. talking about. Another question that we had was from um, OM Leeds, OM Yorkshire is uh, is the um, at and and it's it's Stefan. I know him. Uh, do Camara and Mbappé deals show that football is in trouble and need major reform to save competitiveness and equality? That's a loaded question. Yeah, I mean that is that is a big question. Football has evolved that way for the last twenty five years. It's the days of clubs in quote unquote smaller leagues holding on to their best players um, are gone. Effectively, I mean look, the the choice for Mbappe was: Do I stay at my hometown club? That's also a sports washing project or do I go to this other monumental club that has also been involved in some dodgy matters over the the last 50 years and has also got money that is of interesting um, that's come from interesting destinations let's put, let's put it that way um, and for and for camera it's, it's a case of do I want to stay at a club that's you know given me my start but and is playing Champions League football, or do I want to challenge myself in another much more visible league where I'm probably being paid more money? And Aston Villa is a good stepping stone and is, is a club on the up. There are either option is acceptable for both players. I think what I found interesting is that those club those players both ran down their contracts and made the decisions for themselves. And I'm I've often wondered why more players, especially at such a young age, don't do that because mm-hmm. then you have all the leverage to Im- to influence your club as well if you want to stay. So I think that's maybe the direction that that we're seeing. The whole fact that football is inequitable is that's just part and parcel of of the sport now. Sadly, otherwise, why would sovereign states? decide to get involved in, in such a sport. So it's not yeah, it's not the most joyous of answers, but I think it, it shows more a case of player power. And people might you know, in the camera case, people might say, well, 
um, Marseille, you know, Marseille gave him a chance. Marseille gave him contracts, paid him well. This is how he repays them. I mean, next he could have signed a four-year contract and be sold next year. Where's the loyalty? The loyalty goes both ways. <laughs> and that man has given them a decade of football, probably even though he's quite young, of you know, sweat, tears, and blood. And he's decided to go in a different direction. That would be acceptable in any other way of life. So that's... they try and sell him. They try and sell him at the eleventh hour last year in uh, in the summer yeah. mercato. I think the, the damage was done last season between uh, yeah between Marseille and Camara and 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 that, if anything, he also knows the club probably better than anyone, and he knows very well that next year it's only going to take three bad Champions League game and, and one bad game in the middle of it to lose a coach, lose a, a president and, and see your uh, see your car being stoned, etc. So he also knows how volatile um, Marseille supporters can be. And, and, and to be fair to Kamara, um, if you're a player in his position, there are worse choices than signing for the club coached by Steven Gerrard. Like, what, what better mentor can you find in Premier League than Steven Gerrard as your as your coach to be able to get advice, so mm. I'm, I'm I'm kind of okay with uh, um, with that decision. I, I think you know the the equitable part. Um, you and me follow the NBA. Mm. Is is that is that the future? Is that a um? I, I don't want to say that it's the Super League, but because it's not. Uh, but it's finding an authority which is not a governmental authority. So maybe it's the UEFA or maybe it's something else that regulates the market for everyone through um, through um, salary cap taxes. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you want to go over the, the cap, be my guest, but then you're going to have to give to pay taxes and those taxes are going to be given back to smaller teams. Is that, is that maybe a, a way going forward? It'd be a nightmare to put through because you have different leg- legislation and regulations in every country, but... Yeah, I mean, you've, we've seen that in, you know, in rugby, you've got salary cap, for example, obviously in NBA. I've always thought it interesting that the NBA does that in the most pro-capitalist country in the world. <laughs> but you have you have a salary cap. I've always found that quite interesting. But um, yeah, I mean, there is a, you know, there is a sense that we're sort of sadly inevitably going towards a case of there are just a few big clubs and that's what matters playing for one is big clubs and and those clubs don't even care about their leagues they're just here to big the big Europe, european trophies but that's been the case for real madrid and barcelona for about 30 years 40 years that they don't really care about la liga um it's it's a little bit sad i think people are, we also live in europe where people are always nostalgic about what was happening in the past when things like that were already happening in the past so i'm not quite sure <laughs> it's just a lot more visible now um and of course you would need a you know a, a dedicated corruption-free international organization to do that and if there's one sport where that is not going to happen <laughs> that is the sport that has given um a World Cup to to a pariah state now and has changed its World Cup calendar for an old country that's just paid everyone off. So, you know, the hope, yeah. the hope is there that some, some of the main actors decide to do something about it, but it cannot be a hope. I don't see that happening. And it, it's too big a sport. It makes too much money. 
and and for it the players, be... and for the players, why, why are you you know, a footballer's career is very short at the high level, and you're not prepared for for post, you know, post playing career. So why are we limiting these people's ability to make a shit ton of money? That's the way I would look. At it. If I were them, that's the way I would look at it. We need to be a big crisis for for this to happen. I think I think La Liga has put the salary cap right now because they almost almost lost Real Madrid and, and Barcelona to crippling debt. Uh, but yeah, it would need to take say PSG having a bad season and Qatar deciding to just wash their hand off the club for I think something to happen where they decide to regulate that. Because I think in the NBA the only reason why it's regulated is because they don't want to go through the hustle of having to inject money into a club. They want to make yeah. sure the clubs don't spend more money than what they uh, um, than what they should. But, you know, just give it... I mean, just... These are also wealthy people pumping a lot of money into clubs that at one point they get tired. Yeah. You know, let's see what happens when, you know, when Man City, Newcastle, PSG, all those clubs, people decide to stop pumping the money in. Or... You know, Man United, when they keep failing to make the Champions League and they have to reimburse their own debt that their owners incurred on the on the club. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing we're gonna see that at a lower level with Burnley this summer, I think, yeah. in the Premier League. But there are tons of clubs in that in that uh, situation. And until it becomes a really, really big club, um then nobody's gonna care. Well, Bordeaux's the same. They have to. Uh, they have to add. I think it was twenty or thirty million um, right now if they want to be able to even stay in Ligue 2. Um So, yeah. so yeah, I think I think we see that we see that everywhere. Look, I thought I said it several times as well. I thought Qatar was going to walk out after the World Cup, but, uh, but signing Mbappe until twenty twenty five might mean that they're staying. Otherwise, they're they're leaving a nice gift to the next yeah. uh, owner um, with, with Mbappe both sportively and, and financially. Um, all right, that's probably the end of our of our part one and talking about Mbappé and Paris Saint-Germain. And, and thank you, uh, um, anybody who had questions. There's, there's more questions coming um, in the part two. Mm-hmm.